open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 3. That'll be easy. Galatians chapter 3. It's after the Gospels. We'll pass Acts and, Luke, uh, Acts and uh, Romans. And then uh, go back and mark it in Matthew chapter 3 as well. I want to share a few things with you. I'm going to go through a list, especially if you're taking notes. I really want you to uh, be aware of this. If you have your worship journals, uh, where we ran out of them, so if you don't have one, make sure you make note of these things somewhere, or just follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go on there, because it'll show you all the things coming up. Go on our website and the calendar, but there is something happening every week for the next seven weeks, and so this week, uh, we got baptism service. Next week, we have the helicopter egg, uh, Easter egg hunt, and then the following week is Palm Sunday and Good Friday. The week after that is Easter at the Ardry Auditorium, so we can all be together for one service instead of having several services on one Sunday, so we want you to be there for that, 10 a.m., uh, and then also mark your calendars, because then the week after that, April 28th, I know it's like a fire hydrant here of information, April 28th uh, is when we're cutting the ribbon on the dream court that we've paid for with the NBA and WNBA, yeah, come on, and so you can be a part of that. Some of uh, my professional friends will be here. Uh, uh, NBA coach Nancy Lieberman will be here. Uh, this is going to be an incredible time for our whole city. Uh, this is taking statewide news. Fox will be there. Uh, the time, uh, all the different papers and organizations will be there. This is going to be an incredible, uh, wonderful. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So you can. Uh, it's going to. So what right here is going to be the middle of the dream court, and then on the corner, it's going to say our church logo right over there in the corner. And so this is going to be incredible. Uh, also, something I didn't mention last service on Monday, we're having team night. Everybody say team. team. You're a part of a team. And here at Covenant Church, we fun we run things like a team. And so if you're a part of that team, you volunteer, you serve, or maybe you're a, a, a leader, an elder, a pastor, you're going to be here tomorrow night at 6. If you want to be, come join us on team night. We're going to have fun. In fact, one of the fun games that we're going to play is we're going to duct tape somebody uh, and where the duct tape faces outside, and then they get to roll around and see how much money that can stick to them. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun game. Uh, that's team night, uh, Monday night. You can be a part of that. Uh, then, uh, as I mentioned, 28th, we're cutting the ribbon. Then the first weekend in May, men, I need you to hear me, from Wednesday night till Sunday morning, that's our men's camp, and we only have a handful of spots left. I need you to register before the end of, or before next Sunday, okay? Wives, just register for them, okay? No, <laughs> no sign up, guys, married men, single men, sign up. It'll be the most life-changing experience. I'm looking at some of you because I want you to be there. Make sure you're there because this is going to empower your life in a whole new way, okay? Uh, don't let money deter you. We'll help scholarship you if you need it, so uh, let's make it happen. Uh, sign up for that. And then, of course, moms, the weekend after that is Mother's Day. Man, time is flying by. Give it up. Yeah, we can give it up for all our moms, all our ladies. Today we're going to be talking about how water changes everything. So kids, you're in elementary, you can follow along with me today, you're right in tune with me, uh, and I know you can sit still for just a few minutes, and then we're going to do baptisms, I'm going to, we'll stand, we'll dismiss all those who are going to be baptized, then we'll pray and we'll dismiss the rest of the church to circle around that baptismal tank, cheer, get excited, uh, and just celebrate all that God is doing in someone else's life. So it's going to be an awesome time, in fact some of you, I guarantee you, uh, it happens every time. Some of you are going to decide to get baptized today. No, you don't have a change of clothes. No, you don't have a towel. We'll, we'll supply a towel for you. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's going to change your life. And I'm going to show you how. Water changes everything. Uh, growing up in church, I've seen a lot of baptisms. 
and a lot of funny baptisms. Uh, we, we, have, we used to, my father, who pastors the church, Covenant Church in Lake Havasu, uh, one time we were baptizing people down by the lake, and this brand new, just saved, a wonderful woman, uh, my father baptized her, and in his old age, you know, he, he baptized her, and he, he slips and lets go of her. And so she sinks and then bobs back up, and then she just starts floating. And we're like, what? When is she? She thought it was like part of the process. She's like, I'm just going with Jesus. She was in a whole different world. So I grabbed her ankle and scared her. And she's just like, I thought someone was grabbing me to pull me back to my old ways. I'm like, no, no, no. You're still free. You're baptized. And this still counts, even though we didn't pick you back up. You don't need to get rebaptized. Uh, water changes everything. And, you know, there was a funny story of a guy way back in the day, a young preacher, doing the same kind of thing, baptizing people down by the lake. And as he was baptizing people down by the lake, all of a sudden this drunk guy comes stumbling by. And this is definitely, I can picture Havasu. This is Havasu. And they're, they're stumbling by. And uh, this young guy's baptizing people. And he's baptized. He said, hey, young man, you want to find Jesus? All right. Yeah. He comes on over there. And he's like, all right, you ready to find Jesus? He baptized and pulls him up. Did you find Jesus? <sighs> kind of sad. No, I didn't. He's like, pastor is like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's baptize him again, pulls him back up. Did you find Jesus? And he was like, no. Like, and he's like, fine. And then baptized him a third time and held him under for a little while, pulls him back up. He was like, did you find Jesus? And he was like, are you sure this is where you dropped him? You're gonna, yeah, there you go. Come on. It's serious, serious. Something I really teach here. If you don't laugh at my jokes, there's deep sin in your life. Uh, here in Galatians chapter 3, we're going to start, and I want to go just walk through a few verses with you. I'm going to show you three major areas that your life is going to be totally changed through the power of water baptism. The Bible teaches us in the Great Commission to go into all the world, making them disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see in the book of Acts that after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, he baptizes every one of them right after that. Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, an Italian general, right? He's a Gentile. His whole family gets filled with the Holy Spirit by Peter speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ to him. He says, who can deny all this family water? So then they baptize each and every one of them after they were saved and filled with the Spirit. Hear me now. This is doctrine, and I want, you, I want to teach you a little bit of meat today. You are not getting baptized unto salvation. That's not what baptism does. Baptism is not unto salvation. Salvation comes, right? When we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. He paid a price on the cross so that you could be saved, so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be redeemed. But a lot of us run around like naked Christians with a helmet of salvation and nothing else covering us. And let me tell you, you're going to get covered today. You're going to understand why you need to be water baptized. Now, the reason we submerge, let me tell you why. They submerged all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay, and the reason they do that is because we're going to mention one scripture here in a minute, buried with him and risen with him, completely given to him underneath the water, completely raised with him. You see what I'm saying? So that's the reason why we do this. It's scriptural. It's foundational. But I'm going to show you why, why, what changes? Why do I need to, if I'm saved? If, I, if, if Jesus loves me, if Jesus is for me, if I'm going to heaven, why be baptized? 
Why get baptized? Some of you, why get baptized again? I'm going to show you why. Because I was baptized as a little kid, and I didn't understand why I was baptized. I knew Jesus was Lord of my life, but I didn't know what it did for me. And so now, as an adult, I've been baptized multiple times because I know why I get baptized, okay? So here in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, it says this. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children, it's talking to you guys, of God through faith. So what? Right there, we establish you belong to God through faith. Then he says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So he starts making a list. For all of those who were baptized, I'm about to list a few things for you, starting with you're clothed with Christ. The first thing that's going to change about you is you don't just know Christ, you're covered with Christ. You don't just have salvation. You don't just have salvation. You are identified with salvation. Does that make sense? Where you are identified with Christ and people no longer see the old you. They see the new you. Somebody said a good amen right there. I don't know about you, but I didn't live a perfect life, okay? I'm not like, well, life was great. I mean, I didn't really need Jesus. You know, I, I came in like, man, I have a lot of regrets. I have a lot of th mistakes I made. I have a lot of things I used to be known as. I have a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And man, when I got the opportunity to be baptized and know that when I go under and come back up, I'm brand new. I'm brand, the old me is gone. The new, you, the new me has come. It establishes your identity. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, this is where Jesus gets baptized. In fact, skip down. Uh, you know, We'll just read it. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, uh, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said this, This is my, come on everybody say it with me, This is my, in whom I love and with whom I am well pleased. He identifies him. Do you think Jesus knew who he was? Yes, he did. Do I, do I believe that you know who you are? Yes, I do. But everyone else needs to know who you are. Every, did you know the enemy needs to know who you are? He even turned to a few young boys who thought they knew who they were. The devil turned to him, a demon-possessed man. He says, I know Peter, I know Paul, I know Jesus. Who are you? They weren't covered. You don't want to find yourself in a crazy encounter where somebody's saying, who are you? The world needs to know who you are. The world needs to know, identify you with Christ, and you need to become a brand new creation. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation, or sorry, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. God washes it away. Water changes you into the new you and the true you, who you are always meant to be. Psalms 23, I'm going to teach more on this tonight uh, at our night service at 5 o'clock. We're still going to do baptisms, but I'm going to go a little deeper into Psalms 23. It says, he, lies me, he leads me into green pastures, he lies me down beside still waters. He restores my soul for his namesake. And let me tell you, make the connection here. Right? God wants to restore means to refresh and to renew to the original setting beside quiet waters. You see the picture? You see the, the parallel here? God wants you to get into baptism and get you baptized in Jesus' name so that he can get you a good reset. <laughs> Say, okay. That, that problem that I used to have, that mistake I made, that's not who I am anymore. No, I'm not a drug addict anymore. 
no, that's not who I am anymore. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not just a convict anymore. I just went down to the Maricopa Reentry Center for all the inmates, and uh, it was incredible. And we saw a ton of men. Now we're over or close to 400 men who've been saved there and over 100 men who've been baptized. Come on, that's, that's incredible. We baptize these guys, and, and I've shared with you before, man, every time they come up, they, they look like they're going to hurt me. they got the serious looks on their face. I'm, I'm, I'm scared and terrified, but these are just big teddy bears. And you know what? God ministers to them and speaks to them, and they, they're not a convict anymore. They're not their mistake anymore. They're not their problem anymore. They're a child of God. And they're identified, not just by me, or sorry, not just by themselves, but by everybody around them. No, no, how, could, how many have a testimony like that? Somebody looks at you and, I would never have thought you had gone through that or you had done that. And you have this testimony that people are like, oh my gosh, look how far you've come. This is what happens when you get baptized. Verse 28, go on to point two. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave nor free, nor male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. You're all one. You're all one in Christ Jesus. Now let me share this, this, this third or second part right here. It's going to change your power and your authority. We have a lot of impotent Christians walking around. And we have a lot of powerless brand of Christianity happening right now. You know where your power and your authority comes from? Right here. Why, how do I know that? This is, one of the, uh, this is one of the most powerful words in the Bible. The, first, the most powerful no he says in the Bible. Some of your translations say no. There is neither. There is no. Everybody say no. no. One of the best no's of the Bible. <laughs> a lot of Christians come in here. If you can just give me a list of what not to do and what to do, I'll know. Hey, I'll be good to go, right? This is a list of where God says no, and it's one of the greatest no's. You want to know why? Because this is where he breaks down the racial barrier. This is where he breaks down the gender barrier. This is he's speaking in the church he's speaking to in Galatians. I'm telling you, they literally had walls that divided every sect of people, not other people, Christians. No, 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 you're of a different skin color. No, 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 you come from a different nation. No, 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 we don't speak the same language. No, 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 women are here, men are here. No, no, slaves are over here, free men are here. Let me tell you, God came so that you could be baptized to be a barrier-breaking, wall-smashing individual that says, no, we're not going to tolerate that anymore. And look, this isn't some new political agenda. This isn't some new thing that came from, uh, from the Capitol. Let me tell you where this came from. It came straight from the heart of God. No man was meant to be put above another man. God didn't even want there to be a king among men. But man wanted to rule over his other men. Let me tell you, this is where we start to get a backbone in, in Christianity to say, hey, no more. The reason we still have a racism, racism problem is because Christians need to stand up and square their shoulders back and say, hey, that's not meant to be. The reason that there's a problem in equality between men and women and we're trying to find our identity here is because we haven't, we've tried to dominate women and men rather than lead them. And you're not better than them. Let me just, just, just briefly just mention one little thing. The Bible says we worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not man. God is not a man. Yes, Jesus came in the form of a man, but God is not man. God created man and woman. And if everything good comes from God, then femininity came from God. So did masculinity. And when you put masculinity up here and the feminism down here, you've lowered God in your mind. You've depreciated who God is. Let me tell you, men, 
I didn't get enough amens last service, to be honest, and it was, it was discouraging. Men, we need to step up and be the men that we're called to be. I'm not pointing at anybody. I'm not beating anybody up. We need to be the men. We don't need women cheering like, oh, yeah, finally, someone will appreciate me. No, we need, because all I had was a few women amen in me here and there. Let me tell you, that's not going to happen in our church. We are not going to make men some kind of pedestal and up here like menace, like I'm the only one who can preach the word. Let me tell you, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have my wife complimenting me in every other area of my life. And I'm telling you, we got to have this. We got to have the equality. We got to have, have a clear mind. And if you don't believe this and you don't want to believe this, there's the door. And I mean that with all, my, with all love in my heart. Because this is not going to be a church where we dominate people. This is not going to be a church where we belittle people, where we've got big eyes and little U's. This is a church where we walk in true power and authority and we start demonstrating who Jesus Christ is and says, no, 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 not anymore. You can't put the rich over here and the poor over here. No, no, no. Hey, inmates, when you come on Easter, you're going to sit right at the front, right at the very front because we want you to be honored in a place of honor. I'm telling you, this, when you get baptized, this is the only way that you find true power and authority in your life. You have to step up and say, okay, God, when I went down there to the prison, I, ha- I, uh, I break bricks every once in a while. I still got some scrapes from it. But I used to travel around the world and break bricks, break bats, and break phone, you know, rip phone books and do school assemblies. And oh, yeah, there you go. And so uh, I, had a, I, I would normally break when you break bricks, they're 24 inches long. And so they got a little leverage and a little, you know, a little give. They don't sell those anymore. So they sell 15 inch. So 15 inch. <laughs> Like, my, half my arm is covering up half those bricks. And so it is, they are tiny. It's like a little brick wall. And I told the men, I said, two, one of two things is going to happen today. <laughs> I'm going to break my arm <laughs> or I'm going to break these bricks. And I had no idea why God made me do it. I to, he just told me, Lane, I want you to be obedient. Buy the small bricks, buy the small bricks. I'm like, I, I could, what if I found a phone book? I could rip a phone book. <laughs> I was trying to find every other way out. And so I said, okay, yeah, I, I broke the bricks. We saw a ton of men give their life to the Lord, get baptized that day. And what the Lord told me is he said this. He said, Landon, he goes, you've never heard of anybody breaking that size. You've never seen it done. You've never done it yourself. He goes, I wanted you to do something you've never done so they can do something they've never done. And they did. They did. God will give you power and authority in the most unlikely of circumstances when you've given to him. You've been baptized. Number three, I'm going to close with this so we have time to to baptize everybody today. Verse 29 says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Heirs. I want you two words in there in that scripture if you're underlining, if you're reading along with me. Underline seed and underline heirs. And then you can even underline promise actually. Because what this speaks of is blessing and favor. Jesus came and died for you and I so that we could be baptized in Christ and we could receive the blessing of Abraham. We could be seeds and heirs to Abraham. Heirs, what? We teach about this and I don't have time to go on to it. But if you go into the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham is elevation, possession, and dominion. Where God's going to elevate your life. How many when you got saved, you're like, man, I just feel like life has gotten so much better. Man, I feel like God is doing so much for me. Amen? And you're just like, you can't believe it. You feel spoiled. You're like, how is this all working out for me? Turn to your neighbor and say, favor ain't fair, baby. (laughs) It's not about whether you deserve favor. Come on. 
It's not about whether you deserve and you've earned the blessings of God over your life. It's saying, I belong to God. Therefore, I am an inheritor to the blessings and the seed through which God paid such a high price for. I get to have a part. I'm telling you, we don't have favor with the governor. We don't have van loads of inmates coming to Easter because we don't have favor on this house. We don't keep growing every week and every time we come to church because there's not favor and blessing on this house. We didn't come to a debt-free building where we owe nothing because there's no blessing and favor on this house. I'm telling you, there is blessing on this house. There is favor on this house and it continues to perpetuate and grow no matter what the haters say. All the haters are going to do out there is talk about, well, they don't do that. And they're just going to mumble. They're going to murmur. They're going to complain. And they're going to wonder why. He's only 35. He didn't even tell more than two jokes at a time. I, I don't even know how that, the worship team, the music is so loud. I don't know how. The building's only so, there, there's going to be plenty of haters out there, plenty of murmurers out there. And God's going to say, I don't even care. I'm speaking this because it's, it's a parallel to your life. There's going to be plenty of people out there, I know where you come from. I know what you've done. How do they? There are people who get mad at this church because we have people that volunteer and serve and lead services that have sinned. I get hate mail every week because people are mad that I call my wife pastor. That was the first, first battle we ever encountered here. I laughed it off. Let me tell you, there's always going to be that. But the cool part is when you get baptized with Christ, not only are you going to find tremendous power and authority and victory, God's favor and blessing. Every time the enemy tries to encamp around you, you're going to be just like David. And though my enemies encamp all around me, I will not be put to shame. For my hope is in the Lord. And I will never be put down. I'll never be let down. Ever. Somebody's going to wake up today. And you didn't come here to get baptized today, but you're going to walk out of those doors here in a moment and you're going to get baptized because you're going to say, it's been too long since I've seen blessing on my life. It's been too long since I've seen power in my life. It's been too long since I've seen the favor of God in my life. I want favor, God. I want unquestionable, unfair favor where people are like, does God love you more? And you should say, yeah. With all love in your heart. Because you know what? God provides for those who love him. Half the scriptures you read in the Bible, the tagline before it is, for those who love me. For those who love me, I will. For those who love me, for those who love me. Over and over and over again. And then the blessing and the provision and everything follows after that. God does have favorites because he has people who choose him. Out of all the other circumstances, they say, I choose Jesus. No, not, this is not a politically correct cl climate and topic where you can't go out in the city and talk about the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And man, tons of people could get offended. But, and I'm telling you, you could have all the excuses of why to back off. And I, because my friends, and uh, while we're at work, they're not really, and Flagstaff isn't known for it. And we could continue to do this and back up and back up into a corner where the body of Christ dwindles and starts to die here in Flagstaff, or we could square our shoulders back and declare who Jesus Christ is and watch thousands come to his name and know who, and be confident and bold in it and say, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. And no, nor is this a statement of judgment or hate. 
And you'll watch God's favor and blessing on your life like never before. You'll watch it. You'll watch God continue to shine where it shouldn't be sunny. And it's going to be an incredible transformation that takes place in your life. But you, it doesn't happen outside of water baptism. Every one of those scriptures that we talked about today was all about if for those who are baptized in Christ Jesus. The, the skeptics out there would say, well, Jesus was baptized. Didn't work out so well. He was led into the wilderness. Devil tempted him. Right? Man, baptize me every day. Where negative people see uh, obstacles, positive people see opportunities. And where I see in Scripture, I see Jesus baptized. I see the Holy Spirit descend upon him. I see him walk out in the wilderness. And when the devil himself shows up, he passes every test with flying colors. Man, I want to get baptized every day. <laughs> if that means I get to win. If that means I can overcome, some of us get tempted by the devil of jealousy and negative thinking and all these different things, and we succumb to it because we haven't succumbed to him. When we belong to him in our mind and our heart and all of our life does, I'm telling you, there's no test. And then after that, ministering angels came to him and took care of him. I want to get baptized all the time. If it means that I follow those footsteps, which it does, he said, the things I have done, you will do also. Follow me. So I want to pray with you. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? This is your chance. This is your opportunity. I'm just going to pray over you and speak over you right now and speak to your heart while your eyes are closed and your head is bowed. No one's looking around. And, and, and you've already had a check in your heart. I need to get baptized today. I need to do this. We've got towels. We've got t-shirts. Don't let the enemy speak in your mind right now. Just hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's moving in your heart. And you're going to get baptized today, and it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. It's okay. I know there's pain. He's telling you right now, I know there's hurt. I know there's some things you're going through. But when you get buried with me, you get risen with me. And you're going to overcome. And the old is going to be gone, and the new, he's going to bring new peace over your heart. He's going to bring new joy into your life. You just got to let go. Lord, in Jesus' name, for every head that's bowed and heart that's closed, this is our opportunity, God, Lord, to receive you, not just as our Savior, God, but, Lord, as the one who covers us, as we're identified with you, empowered by you, and blessed by you. And, Lord, I thank you. You're going to bless so many today. And with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to give an opportunity for anybody in here to rededicate or dedicate your life to God for the very first time, here or online. Our inmates or anyone sitting in these seats, I'm telling you right now, if today's the day you get to dedicate your life to the Lord. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, what does that mean? In charge, master of my life. If, if, you, if you do that, man, your life is going to change forever. In fact, for eternity, you're going to have salvation, a part of your life. So for every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Thank you for the hands going up all through the sanctuary. Thank you. Thank you. Keep those hands up. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Keep them up. I'm, I'm praying for you. This is an act of faith for here and online. You're not with your hand raised and your heart open. You're going to repeat a prayer after me, but you're not going to pray alone. We're going to pray with you, everyone in here. And we're going to believe that God is going to transform your life and bring eternity and salvation to you. 
Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. I belong to you. I'm forever yours. And I am saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Come on, Covenant Church. Let's give God some praise.